Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle. If you've never been on here before, and I just welcome you on board. Uh, And we have been having an amazing time over our last 170 episodes. We are on 171 today. And I got a, a special guest that we had on last week. This is part four of our brand new series uh, all, all about the indestructible life and how we can be living an indestructible life, how that we can be living in this, the cadence of the spirit where of life that we can be living. You know, Catherine Kuhlman said, you don't have to go down in defeat, not one single day. But what does defeat, what is success like? What is it all pertaining to? Um, uh, it's not about just wins and losses, but it, are you living the abundant life? And and my my special guest uh, Fee that we had on Fiera Fiorella Giordano, and I didn't get it right exactly. She says it so much better, but I'm I'm not Italiano. I think it's Italian. Anyway, we'll find that out too. That's another mystery that's gonna, about to be revealed. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I just uh, some things that we begin to touch on. I did an eight part series called Supernatural Living and Immortality. And before that, I did uh, a series on ascension and uh, new creation, the realities of the new creation and how that we are not underneath the old covenant, how we're not underneath the, 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 the tenets of the law of sin and death. We're no longer attached to that. We have been, uh, we've been delivered from the totalitarian dictatorship of, of that law of sin and death. And now we've been transferred into the kingdom of life and light and liberty. And Isaiah 61 says, arise, shine for your, uh, no, Isaiah 61 says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty for the captives, release from darkness for those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair, that they might become oaks of righteousness, planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor so that they might rebuild the ruins of their lives and restore the places long devastated. This is what my next guest or my guest from last week as well is all about. It's about the restoration of all things. It's about the restoring of the places that have been long devastated in our lives. And Fee, would you come on on, on the podcast today? And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna share just a, a couple of scriptures as well. Um, just before we get into the interview, I just want to share. Um, you know, First Corinthians six seventeen says, "He who joins himself to the Lord has become one spirit with Him." We need an awareness of our oneness with the Creator of the universe. When He says, "You're seated in heavenly places." far above all principalities and powers of darkness. He really meant it. But we're living it from the spirit. We're living it because I am a spirit. I'm living in a body and I possess a soul. 
I'm not an emotion. I'm not a will. I'm not a feeling. I'm a born again spirit. That's the same as Christ himself. My God, we, we are living in, in, in immortality and we don't even know it. And because we don't have an awareness of it, we don't have a participation in it. Let me just read this scripture as well. Mark 10 verse 30 says, um, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time? It's making reference to when you give up houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands that you're going to receive a hundredfold in this life. Somebody say in this life. We need to know that we are going to receive a hundredfold in this life. And then we're in the age to come eternal life. And my question is, guys, and you've been, you've been hearing me ask this question, when did eternal life begin? It began over 2,000 years ago when Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave. And he, when he said it was finished, he meant it was finished. Hallelujah. So, Fee, just tell everybody if they didn't catch last week's um, episode, who are you and what are you doing here? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am Fiorella Giordano. I go by Fee. And my main assignment, if I, if I can sum up everything that I'm doing, is um, to build the next 100 years, whether it's in city building or biologically, you know, pertaining to immortality or um, just transformationally, um, just, you know, with uh, with a wing of innovation and those kinds of things that would be that would sum me up i'm called to build an age to build an age that's mm -hmm. that, that's a lot of uh, stewarding that's uh it is and, and we, we and you mentioned something about tenets of immortality but we need the change and we'll get into that a little bit how we need some some really uh strong thought processes that we're able to uh operate in we need a framework we, we need actually a doctrine and theology that will displace the doctrine and theology of religion and of death. Yeah. We need to, as a, the Bible says that as a man thinks, so is he. Mm -hmm. Be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. And we've been formulated and we've been, we've been boxed in by a culture of death mm -hmm. and the, the, the reign of death. And, and I, the Bible says that, don't let death reign in you. Mm -hmm. So there's a reign of life that we really, and a reign of immortality that we need. And I just want to share this one scripture before I kind of unleash you, uh, uh, Fee. Uh, and it's found in Second Corinthians. Actually, no, it's found in. Let me see, just a second. It's found in First Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Sorry. <laughs> five. Yeah, Second Corinthians five. Verse four, and I'm just going to turn there quickly. Second Corinthians five four, and it says, "For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, so we don't want to like this 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 tent that we have. See, I am a I I I am a spirit. I live in this tent called a body, and, and the Bible says that we don't want to put off or unclothe ourselves, but we want to be." further clothed that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Mm -hmm. There is a swallowing up of life that we 
need to allow. You're the gatekeeper of your life. You're the gatekeeper of your spheres of influence. You need an awareness of the immortality, the life, the Ionis Zoe, the eternal everlasting life of God that's on the inside of you that's trying to swallow up everything. Mm-hmm. 525 says, if you live in the spirit, you should also walk in the spirit. There's a capacity to not only be born again, but, but to have that life swallowed up our flesh. And we are actually putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. We are actually wearing garments of heaven. And fee, I say this to people all the time. You need to put on the Lord robe every day. Mm-hmm. The Lord robe, not the wardrobe, but the Lord robe. You need to put on the specific garment from heaven that God predetermined that we should put on every day so that we can breathe heaven in the midst of toxicity. Yeah. And so we, we need to stir up all these gifts on the inside of us. And how do you, how do you do it? I mean, we've talked about you living in the presence and feeling the presence, but how, how do you go about releasing the life of God and, and, and to do everything that you're called to do? Um, I think that, you know, it really comes out of the revelation that immortality is a choice. Wow. And, and it's, you it's, know, it's just that simple. It's that simple. I mean, if you look at the, the science of immortality, like just the secular side of things, um, what scientists are saying is that we're entering into an age where death will be a choice. This is what the secular world is saying. Wow. Death and aging will be a choice. And, um, and I want to say that death and aging is actually a lot of it as far as like sickness and disease, like 98 or 99 percent of sickness is actually due to aging. Um, it, and it's, it's so we, we don't have a sickness problem. We don't have a poverty problem. We have an aging problem. We have a time. Wow. problem. And, and wow. so for me, immortality is my inheritance. It is in my DNA. It is already wired in there. And so when I look at 1 Corinthians 15, um, where, you know, in the in the twinkling of an eye, you know, we mm-hmm. will all, some, you know, not all will fall asleep, but many will, you know, will be awakened, right? In the twinkling of an eye. Yes. Um, and then Paul admonishes us to when the immortal, when the incorruptible, yes. um, you Puts know, on puts on the when, when, the, when the corruptible puts on the, the incorruptible when the uh, perishable puts on the imperishable then then death will be swallowed up in victory and um that putting that word putting on actually means to sink into like s-i-n-k like to sink into so when you are so it's something that is already in you you just right. have to settle in it you have Ooh. to and the more that you are, the more the more that you clothe yourself with it, the more that it'll begin to swallow up whatever is manifesting decay, whatever is manifesting um, the what is perishable. And and it and and you know really the last enemy that will be put under the feet of Jesus is death, right? Yeah. And so there is a process that we the reason why we are co-reigning with God is. Because that's part of our our job is to bring those things into the governance of of the of the King of Kings, right? And so, for me, I have to choose. You know, I am not going to live by the tenets 
of a reign of death, but I'm going to live by the tenets of life. And so I will, I am making up my mind now to not have vision for death. Amen. So that means um, how do you pass on inheritance, wealth, those things without death? Um, a lot of our understanding of generational transfer mm-hmm. um, has to shift wow. because we have to make room for immortality. And what does it look, what does that even look like? You know, what does inheritance look like in an immortal um, ex- human experience? What does it look like to raise up um, children with that mindset? What does it look like to build businesses with that mindset? Um Shifting from, you know, trying to leave a legacy to trying to um, inhabit what yeah. you wanted to leave behind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and teaching the next generation to continue with the vision of immortality. So there is like a whole um, a whole way of life, like even education, everything. Everything is going to have to change because um, because. It's not just like, oh, yeah, you know, we have the promise of of eternal life. But really, what does it look like for us to live in that promise? How does that change our economy? How does that change our healthcare system? All of that is going to have to come into alignment with the eternal life of God. And so anything that is in 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 that does not have um, the ability to bring longevity has to be. Mm. Wow. We have a task ahead of us. And the, the only way we can do it is the transformation of the mind. Mm-hmm. So what you're going to be doing at Gen now uh, with Justin Abraham and yourself, and you have another guest speaker mm-hmm. that will be there as well. What, what, what's his name? Nicholas. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And so building a framework of, of a culture of life. Mm-hmm. And how that we can shift our our focus and shift our um, even our affections mm-hmm. um, and and, cha- and just shifting the way we think about the process of of how we come to conclusions on stuff are not are, have to all change because of the eradication of death and we have to rule and reign in life. Jesus came to destroy the works of the evil one. What are the works of the evil one? Death hell and the grave, sin, all -hmm. these things Jesus came and destroyed by his blood and body sacrifice and the resurrection power of Holy Spirit. But uh, we have to understand that it is incumbent upon us to give Jesus what he paid for. And that is for us to live a life of abundance, Mm -hmm. a life of longevity, a life that is displacing death. Mm -hmm. So, we got you you we people that are thinking this way there's not there's not a whole lot of us that are thinking this way and 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 guess the guys that you're listening in and you maybe you stumbled upon this show and you've never heard me even uh, speak before you never even heard my name or whatever but and you're now you're like what in the world are they talking about are they all new age or what (laughs) what 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 are they doing and how can they believe this stuff like immortality you mean i'm not gonna die well when did you born again believers my friends that are watching that have accepted jesus christ as your savior is jesus the door or is the decay of your body the door Mm. into the kingdom Mm. 
I mean, we just really need to begin to uh, take back our minds and begin to think godly again. We need to. Uh, um, and, and so, Fee, can you just go? How, I mean, Fee, can you just go into that a little deeper on how we're going to transform and how can we do this? And, you know, somebody, the plumber or the the, the barber or whoever, the, the the people that that need to be, that are part of the ecclesia that have the same Holy Spirit on the inside of them, they have the same capabilities that to to produce life wherever they go. How how can we do this, Fee? I think that starting by embracing the second Adam nature, you know, I think that we look at Jesus from a first Adam point of view, that we look at him as as this human who walked in the earth, who 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 submitted himself to death. He freely laid down his life. Right. Yeah. And then he was resurrected. Um, but he came as the second Adam. He didn't he didn't he he came in the first Adam form, but what he was bringing to us was the second Adam um, reality, which is a whole new different breed yeah. of humanity. Because brand new creation that has never brand been before. Creation, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And when we really begin to to really intentionally engage this in our hearts and in our minds that this is our true origin. This is our true birth. That's why you are born again is because yeah. you're literally born into a new race. Yes. And and so a lot of it is is coming into agreement with what we have thought was just metaphorical. And uh, and but it's actually very, very literal yeah. and coming to into agreement and the agreement unlocks, I think, people to begin to taste of the reality of that until they're so immersed in it that they begin to believe out of it. So they're not believing for it, but they believe out of it. Wow. And they produce a different fruit. They produce a different um, time. They, I mean, they literally produce something completely different because they, the seed that is in them is incorruptible. I mean, that's what first John says, right? That it is the incorruptible seed of Christ in you. Yeah. Um, and so we we have to give God a chance to yeah. really come through us in that way because it's not just about um healing or restoration but it's about a whole regeneration. Um and in that regeneration there is like age reversal. Um there is um deathlessness you know there's immortality and a lot of you know um immortality is being immune to decay mm. there's an immunity that decay cannot bring the code system in your dna right. into corruption that produces death but the incorruptible is is what releases life and and something that you know we're going to enter into realms of healing that are going to be sustainable uh, sustainable but are going to be of a different kind and mm. a, a lot of what i'm going to be teaching on in january for the conference is around acts three where where peter and john come out you know in in in, in at the gate beautiful they meet the beggar right and and he 
is healed at that gateway. But the, the interesting thing is that the word that is used for his healing is perfect health. So it mm-hmm. wasn't just that he was healed of his poverty. He wasn't healed just of his lameness. But the word that is used is the word holocleros, yeah. which means when all the pieces are brought back and made whole. Ooh. Perfect health. It's a complete different realm of healing. And that word is actually only used a couple of times in, in the New Testament. And it's the only two other times that it's it's used. It means without stain, without without corruption, meaning everything in you is clear. Yeah, clear. What is that? What is that Greek word again? Kolokleros. 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 Yeah. And out of that place, out of that gateway of beauty, which actually that word beauty actually means ours, like H-O-U-R-S. Wow. So it's the gateway of a fullness of time that produces fullness. (laughs) And and Peter calls the one who's the one over, he, he begins to preach about Jesus, but he calls him something very different. He calls him the prince of life. Mm. And he's preaching out of this gateway. And and in Jesus is it there's this this gateway of of fullness of time, this gateway of beauty, um, is the administration of the reign of grace, but Jesus is sitting as a principality of life, and there is potential for whole regions to come under the principality of the prince of life and begin to come into the influence of the architecture of that gateway that not only releases life, but it gives access to people to go into the realm of life and be taught of the Lord themselves. So good. You know, when, when Jesus introduced him, the light of the world in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19, where Jesus introduces himself as the light of the world, as the, as the Christ. He's standing right in front of the gates of hell. Literally, there's a a hundred foot jut out that comes out from Mount Hermes. And on the top of Mount Hermes, it it was a portal of darkness. So he's standing in front of the portal of darkness, standing in front of the gates of hell, and he introduces him to his Christ as as Christ. Jesus came at the darkest moment of dark uh, of the darkest times of human history. And, and he presents himself in the darkest place on the planet where they were throwing babies into this gate of hell. Literally, that was a, a hundred foot jut out at the bound, bottom of Mount Hermes. He shows up as the light of the world and he begins to just release life right there, right, right in the front. I, I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the power of life on the inside of you, the power of light, you are placed in darkness you were placed in that valley. You were placed in that marriage. You are placed in that city to be an answer. He doesn't want to take you out of this world. He wants to keep you in it, and he wants you to grow up bigger. There's an awareness of life, eternal life, that we haven't tapped into, that we've been missing all of our lives. And what Fee is sharing with us today, what I've been sharing with you for many, many podcast series is all about the potential the actual potential, the, the galaxy of potentiality that we have on the inside of us, that, that, ladies and gentlemen, you have more potential, you have more resources, you have more abilities on the inside of you waiting to come out of you than you could use in 10,000 lifetimes. 
You're literally overkill. You are literally limitless. Mm-hmm. Last week, Fee, you shared with everybody that um, the way you see God is uh, in one word, and you said limitless. Yeah. And we really need to get a different perspective of what God is on the inside and who we became one with as, as he is the limitless one. He is the one that was is without beginning and without end. And this is who we've uh, partnered with. And keep maybe even, um, you know, share a little bit on that limitless um idea that you have of God, that ideology or that perspective that you have of God and how we can participate in that as well. Yeah. Um, for me, he is limitless. I mean, that is how I have encountered him. And, and it's, um, there's so much of a, there are so many limitations that we have been under right. that, um, that even believing that things, could be different, you know, or things could be limitless. And like, what the, what does that even mean? What does it even uh, mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, it's to me, limitlessness is, an, is endless possibilities is, it's just anything is possible. Anything is possible. And it's not necessarily a, a feat of faith, but it's more a truth that I, that I fully, fully believe that that where, where I perceive that there is an end, God usually always has, something else and and it's knowing that um that even though things have been fruitful in the past and um that there's more that there's yeah. more even to modalities that were birthed out of certain movements in history that we have um we have gleaned from and that there's it's good for that it, it's good to to be aware of that but that we have permission to go beyond wow and because I, that's something that the Lord has always told me, um, where I felt like there wasn't a way out of something, or mm-hmm. maybe there was a there was a, a clear boundary of like, okay, this is the end of that. Um, but I, I think that Abraham and Moses really um, exhibit this the, the best, you know, where they really pushed God the most. I mean, they 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 asked him. They're like, well, you know. What, you know, will you, you know, Moses stood in intercession, you know, before the Lord and, and shifted a lot of things. And, and mm-hmm. even when God said, okay, no, I'm not going to do this. And then Moses kept on asking and, and God, there's something about, he loves it about that, that if you have vision for something more, then that's evidence that there's something more. You may not have like the right understanding wow. of it, but it's the evidence that you need. And that's what faith is. And so for me, um, I have learned that there's always a better way. There's always um, a, a, an accelerated path. There's always a better way of doing something. And so I never come under the conventions of like, just because it's been done in the past, um, I'm not necessarily going to adhere to that. I have full permission because right. part of my mandate part of like my inner design is to demonstrate the limitlessness of God. And so I think that we have to give ourselves permission to experience that because so much of religion has boxed us in into oh. preconceived limitations that were never part of the heart of God. So true. Wow. We so with you, you said something in the last in, interview um, 
in and around, oh, what was it? Oh, I have it written down here. And it, and it had to do with uh, the, the life when you got caught up in that encounter. And um, there's a, the life of God that displa displaced the death that that was going on in your body and there there is um and i'm just trying to re-go re through it so i can remember exactly the thought because it, it was a really good question i had for you about how that we participate in it now and all of the limitlessness and all of the life of god and the restructuring of the way we believe things and and how that we need to displace a lot of our our religious rhetoric Mm -hmm. last season and a lot of that comes with encounters yeah and, and how we can uh, have these encounters with god and, and i tell people that you need to go up you need to be filled up you need to be much shocked and then you need to come back down and distribute it distribute the power distribute the answers within your spheres of influence because we we, we just don't stay I mean, we, I'm in a constant state of an awareness of his goodness, an awareness of his love, an awareness of his grace in mm -hmm. my life. But I'm also living uh, a dominion here on the earth. And I think that's really important that we must understand that we are here to take dominion, that the very first commandment was to go forth, be, be uh, multiply and take dominion. The garden was not the whole earth, but the, the whole earth was supposed to be the garden. Mm -hmm. And so we were supposed to expand it. So, I mean, when you got caught up into that realm, those realms in the spirit, and you get caught up into these realms of the spirit, how do we translate those things? Can you just kind of touch yeah. on that just a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and piggyback writing from, you know, the whole like uh, limitless conversation and something that I personally do to continually tap into that um, and something that the Lord taught me to do. And it connects to to the encounter okay. realm um, okay. and how to like bring that in. So um, one of the best ways to tap into limitlessness is awe and wonder. Uh, you it. live in awe and wonder because of what the function of awe and wonder and what it does. Um, one of my spiritual mentors, um, his name is Dan McCollum, um, used to say this. Um, he said, a miracle is, you know, I was blind and now I see. But a wonder is meant to blow your mind. Like you won't be able to explain it. it mm. And that's why it, what it needs to be, because a wonder, the whole purpose of a wonder is to blow the grid so that yep. new revelation, new information, new knowledge can come in and remain. So anything that would have kept you, any limit that would have kept you from seeing that or experiencing that is blown so that you can experience it. And even like neurologically, what happens yep. when you condition yourself to experience awe and wonder, there's an area in your brain that shuts down that allows new information to enter into your brain so that you can actually process that experience. And <clears throat> so something that I do is, you know, if, when I have an encounter, um, I try to connect with the emotion of the awe and the wonder that I felt when right. I experience that. And that becomes my gateway of when I go back, when I revisit the encounter, I, I go through that gateway and I, so I allow awe and the wonder 
to be amplified again in my life until the experience begins to feel palpable again. But also something that I do um, to move through not just, you know, always going back to the encounter, but conditioning myself to live a life um, that is limitless. I actually um, live by the tenet of curiosity. So if something, by, by, and by wonder. So for me, something that is out of pattern is usually a signal from heaven that there is wonder there. So let's say you go through your wow. day and you're doing things, you know, and that you have a certain pattern to your day. Mm -hmm. And then something breaks in the matrix. Yeah. And then you you start having um you start having this sort of disruption, right? Come mm -hmm. into your day. And obviously you have to discern if the disruption is from the Lord. But if it is from the Lord, then usually that's your gateway into awe and wonder. And one of the ways that the Lord did this with me, um, when I started coming into the understanding of awe and wonder, and it really comes down to, um, to the fear of the Lord and the wisdom of God, because the fear of the Lord, is the, it, it releases the inspiration of the awe of God. Yeah. It, it, it connects you to the worth of things, the substance and the worth of yeah. moments, of, of experiences, of people, that the fear of the Lord does that. And, the, and so the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And wisdom is, you know, she was spinning when God created. There was a wondrous, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not just application or knowing what to do with something, but it, there's also a wonder side to wisdom um, that is, that is uh, mm. motivated by discovery. It's motivated by curiosity. And so when you begin to move into those moments that are disruptive and you begin to be curious about them and, mm -hmm. and shift into exploring them, then something that you did not expect will actually begin to manifest in your life and it will begin to break your limits. And the way that it, it happened to me and, and, and you have to commit to it. So it can't right. be just be like a spur of the moment thing. And yeah, I'm going to try this out. No, you have to follow through yeah. to develop a culture of limitlessness. And for me, I've always been passionate about, you know, neuroscience and quantum yeah. mechanics and things like that. Love it. Love um, it. Love it. But I started having a dream about mathematics and math was not in the mix for me at all. Right. And and the Lord kept on telling me, I want to speak to you in the language of calculus. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. Why would you do <laughs> that? talking to the right person. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and finally... It was dream after dream. It was so disruptive that I, I knew it was the Lord. And so I said, okay, I am going to pick up some books on the philosophy of calculus and we'll start there. Wow. So I started reading these books and one of the things, and then I had a follow-up dream and the Lord said to me, um, that's, an, actually, that's an oxymoron, isn't it? A philosophy of calculus. <laughs> philosophy. There's actually a whole thought process behind. I didn't wow. know this, but there's a whole thought process connected to infinity and limitlessness that is about that is that is very much inherent in calculus more so than in other branches of like like geometry for instance that would be more of a classical like mystical kind of like space that you would so go interesting. into yeah which was news to me but um but the lord was trying to teach me about the governance of time but i didn't mm -hmm. understand it but calculus has um 
it, it, it's able to unpack the mystery of time, motion, and change. And I didn't know this going into all of it. And a lot of it goes back down to infinity and the number zero. And anyways, I'm not going to bore you with the technicalities of it. But it's my not journey, boring at all. It's so cool. My journey into it was just sort of like, why on earth does God want me to do this? Is so out of left field. And I realized, okay, there is, there is wonder in this. So there is limitlessness in this. And there's an expansion in this. And so... The, as I went into it, the Holy Spirit began to, he, he assigned an angel of math to my life. An and angel started, of math. An, an angel of math. And this angel, wow. we, be, I would read these books of, of mathematics and I would have, I begin to have the craziest synchronies of the book, like while I'm reading the book. I mean, insane. Like I would be opening the book and I'd be reading it and it was like February 6th. I was reading it on February 6th and literally I'm reading the, uh, on the paragraph on February 6th of 1582, wow. you know, like it was like wow. the alignment and I was just like, this is crazy. And so um, I had a dream where the angel began to share with me the reason why math was being downloaded, like this realm of math was being downloaded. And, um, and he said that it had to do with, the fact that God was wanting to expand my capacity and my competency mm. and that math, that the philosophy of mathematics actually expands your capacity so that when the wild, like um, unknown knowledge of God, like where there is no field to study out of, like when mm. that lands, there's actually a realm of competency that you have to be able to carry it. Um, so anyway, so it began to unpack more and more and more. And I, I, I took a year and a half to studying math wow. from all kinds of, I mean, all kinds of math from like pure mathematics to, to calculus, to different, you know, philosophies of mathematics and, and different, you know, like to down to calendars. I mean, I was just like, I became obsessed with math because there was just such a call from the yeah. Lord in it. And eventually what came out of it was this revelation. So God was preparing me the whole year and a half for this revelation that was so revolutionary for me. But I, I, I got caught up in a vision as I was studying this, this book, this stuff with math. So I had come to it like a year and a half moment and I got caught up in a vision and I, I was taken above um, time and I was taken into high eternity. So there's low eternity and I was taken into high eternity. And in the realm of high eternity, I began to see a line like move like this. Mm -hmm. And I knew at that moment enough to know that a line is a limit mm -hmm. in, in math. And, um, and when this in calculus, like when the line, like whenever you're doing uh, formulas and things like that, like the limits, are like parabolas, right? And so they're like lines. Mm -hmm. And at that peak of that line, it usually the singularity happens and there's something new that breaks open. It's very unpredictable and so forth. So I'm watching this line and it's creating an infinity sign in yeah, eternity. That's what I thought you were doing. And and I and I and I said to myself, oh, infinity is a limit of eternity. Hmm. And I was able to distinguish the eternal from the infinite and how infinity is what God used to frame the natural. Ooh. It's the of the eternal and the natural. So it's this other dimension. And so when God in the beginning, <laughs> when he created things that in infinity, he created. And so 
as I began to see this, I understood in that moment that time, before it becomes, before it comes into the realm of like times and seasons, Mm. it, it has another dimension of code. And that code system, when that governance is dealt with, then everything underneath it is dealt with, include, including sicknesses yeah, and, and domino like effect. Yeah. And um, and out of that encounter, this angel came, and his name is Palomi, and he's mentioned in Daniel eight thirteen. And in in this in this encounter, Daniel um, calls him the particular one which means the wonderful number or the number of secrets. The number of secrets. Secrets. And he holds the numerical figures, the numerical language of creation and the new creation. And he has the authority to recode, to release a recoding into certain dimensions. And, And so when this angel showed up, he gave me an impartation. I was speaking over a specific area in my life. And I, I literally was decreeing over this. I was prophesying over this area in my life. And this angel showed up in my apartment and he said, and it and let it be so, he said to my decree. And when he said that, I mean, from that day forward, in the next couple of weeks, everything in my life just broke open because of the agreement of that of that angel over my decree. And it was over the code, the language of of matter, the language of possibility. It was a numerical form. And so all that to say that if God would have tried to speak to me in my previous lens, he knew I wasn't going to be able to enter into this realm without the preconceptions of of whatever lens I had had. So he had to take me through. He had to take me out of that lens into a very out of the box lens and give me the competency because I didn't have it. I didn't understand math. I didn't understand, but I yeah. can read books about, about math and I can understand. I can't do the math, Yeah. but I can understand it. Yeah. And um, I can understand how it works. I can understand how they come up with it. Yeah. So for me, math is really the embodiment of truth. And I was, I was talking to a physicist um, about this and he said, you know, physicists have all these theories about different things. Yeah that mathematicians, they will have all the different maths, you know, but they will always come with the same answer. And that's the beauty of, you can't have an opinion with mathematics. It has to be proven. It's truth. It's truth. And so anyways, all that to say that if I would have yielded to the wonder, I would have never been able to enter into the fullness of that revelation. So everything is still voice activated. Mm-hmm. But you have to have the right code with the right mentality in the right environment with the right mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that it's all these things. You ha- it's not that so linear. I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, right. explain it out a little bit. But um, so that it's we like can. Hebrews 4. What's that? It's like Hebrews 4. Right. It's like thought intent. Yes. Yeah, right. So yeah, if yeah. you have if you because if you, you're talking about thought, right, and if you don't have the right intent, then that thought you're going to produce the wrong thought. That's going to produce the wrong action. You can prophesy the right thing at the right time with the wrong spirit and it becomes a false prophecy. Yep. So, I mean, so there, the voice activation, I, I, Tammy and I were praying earlier this morning about uh, the nomenclature for the new for the now season. 
And what is it? How do how do I? I'm always asking God how to worship. I'm asking, you know, I'm worshiping, but in the midst of my worship, I'm saying, Lord God, I want to enter into a deeper level of understanding what it is to worship in spirit and truth. But also in my prayer times, like what is the nomenclature? What are the what are the now words? Because in Psalms 25 or no Proverbs 25 two, it says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, and it's the glory of the King to to dig out that matter. And I and I found out that that when I did some research in that word matter is the is the hebrew word dabar which spelled d-a-v-a-r which means spoken word yep so there are a wealth of of words that we can come into alignment with and begin to speak them forth and all of heaven because of the nature of who we are as the crowning glory of all of his creation we we have become one with the creator of the universe mm-hmm. again and at a new level because of the disruption that happened and then the upgrade that happened. And now we are now not the second most powerful person in, in the universe. We are co-heirs with the same one that created everything. Now we must understand the whole of the multiverses, the universe, the all of creation, all of the uncreated, all of these things come and 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 come into alignment when somebody speaks in agreement out of mm-hmm. obedience to the moment of god yeah absolutely uh, it, it 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 voice activation life and death is in the power of the tongue it, 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 we're coming in and a lot of people have said that we're in, obviously we're coming into 2024 and a lot of people liken it to psalms 24 and and I I don't have any problem with it because I know that we are in times of Psalms 23, but now we're in seasons of of Psalms 24, which has everything to do with ruling and reigning at yeah. the gate. And that we that lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of Glory shall come in. Well, I mean, He is already here. He He's He's dwelling on the inside of. He's already here, but we need to really speak forth things to bring an unveiling because life is, is the it is the unveiling of the mysteries the un, the unve- the revealing the apocalypto it's mm-hmm. it's the revealing of what was always there and now we're coming into a time a space continuum and and, and at the, the culmination of all time and the time of the restoration of all things where the, where we are actually able to partner and speak the nomenclature of the now mm-hmm. and we're going to create a brand new day. And guys, don't be afraid of the unknown. Yeah. The, the, the unknown is the only place that you can create something that has never been. And we're about to create a brand new, wonderful day mm-hmm. that the Lord wants to make through us. Isaiah 48, six yeah. and seven says, you see all this, but you won't prophesy. Mm-hmm. I did not create everything in the beginning. I'm creating some things right now. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, he's waiting for your voice. Your world is waiting for your voice. Mm-hmm. My God, my God, my God, my God. Fee, man, thank you so much. You're um, so welcome. I, I am. You've, you've, you've um, solidified some things. You, you've, you've pressed some envelopes for a lot of people here. You're, you know, we're, we're, pressing through and many of them even probably burst through the membrane of, of their past life mm-hmm. and, and we're we're we i call it a paradigm paralysis 
mm-hmm. that we're not able to see beyond. What what Fee and I are giving you today is an is a framework, and 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 a and a, an anointing upon your eyes and, and to remove the scales that you can see a little further. Mm-hmm. It, it's all if you can see it, you can have it. If you if you can if you can see. The, the goodness of the Lord. If you can see, the Bible says clearly in Romans 16, 19, be excellent at what is good, be innocent at what is evil, mm-hmm. and then the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. We've been al- allowing the enemy to dictate our day because we've been believing his death culture that mm-hmm. he's been trying to present all these years. Yeah. And if you believe it, you'll live it. If you can see that, your perspective, ladies and gentlemen, is everything and i pray today that you would have a better perspective on life you would have a better perspective on papa god you'd have a better perspective on what you can do and your abilities as an immortal mm-hmm. man he was the, jesus was the firstborn of many of many brethren yep. when, when he was he was the he was the last he was the last man and the second adam Mm-hmm. And he he created a brand new species of being that never was before mm-hmm. as a born again believer, as one that's been born again or born from above or born from Zion or born from heaven or born of the spirit, which they all mean the same thing. When, when, when you received that into your life, you became part of the brand new creation that never was before. <laughs> Jesus was the firstborn of that new species of being and you are new created all things have passed away and all things have become new when does that come into reality when you begin to believe the truth about the new life Mm -hmm. when you begin to believe the truth it truth outweighs and decimates facts yeah my God, Fee. <laughs> so I, I want to ask you one more question, but you, you, before I do that, you, you've got a, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, this uh, GenNowDallas.com. And you need to go there, www.GenNow, G-E-N-N-O-W-D-A-L-L-A-S.com. Go there, sign up. I bought two tickets for myself. And myself and my daughter are going to go down and hang out and just be in the atmosphere. But tell people just a little bit more about what they can expect and and why they should go. Yeah. So January 18th through the 20th, we're going to be meeting outside of the outskirts of the Dallas Metroplex. And there's a very strategic reason why I'm having it there. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Very, very, very strategic because there is a gateway there that the Lord has been... um, showing me but i wasn't released for years till now but really i believe that that dallas region is is carrying a mandate for immortal life that there is a um, just that just how it had it had propagated in the past the death culture the realm of life that is going to be released is going to be the expression of immortality and um and one of the things that we're going to be really tackling is going to be the realm of time and um, what it means to walk in in timelessness, what it means to inhabit an immortal age and um, how to move 
and and function in in an immortal reality and what kind of vision we need to have what kind of expectation what what are the greater works of that mm. of that realm you know because now we're moving into a place of greater works and 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 with those greater works are um you know a lot of what we have a lot of the partials are falling away and there's a fullness coming that wow. that we need to enter into and so i believe that the the region is strategic for that and also there is um one of the things that the lord has really been spoke, speaking to me about has been um the morning star you know how how when it's good for us to follow the prophetic word because it is a lamp unto our feet but there comes a point in time where it shifts and it says it because that light will rise because the morning star will rise in your heart so there's a shift from this place of following a word step by step until in you it shines out and it becomes a, a morning star which a lot of us, I don't think, fully understand what that means, but the nuclear fusion power that is in a star, mm. how it has the power to obliterate anything that is standing against it. Right. And the power that is in the morning star and how the morning star is really a, a realm, uh, a seat of governance, and it's a gateway of hyperspace redeemed potential that, um, that has... Um, the governance even to shift nations um, because Jesus said, you know, that I will give them a rod of yeah. iron to yeah. rule the nations and I will give them the morning star. And so it's a seat of governance, a seat of light. And um, Jesus is the bright morning star. So he yeah. is, you know, higher than all of that, but he gives us the morning star to rule out of. And, and I really feel that, um, that there are realms of potential that are, that are deposited in certain places in the earth. And I feel like there is a, a, a governance of immortal potential. So it's not just immortality, but the potential, the potentiality, the redeemed potential yeah. of, of, of timelines and, and the synergy of ages, things that did not come into being in ages past, in generations past, when those things are brought in, that power is synergized in a generation. That's why it's called gen now, because it's the synergy of generations it's not necessarily a um a multi-generational um assembly but it's more about what are the things that what are the desolations of generations and yeah. how can we as a people stand um and and bring the manifestation of of the powers of the ages past and the power, powers of the ages to come in right. the now and what does that look like for us to step into that into the synchrony um of heaven as a one accord system releasing heaven on earth so that's what we're going to be doing in dallas and i encourage wow. you to come me and justin abraham will be speaking along with my friend nicholas acuna wow you you said earlier the greater works mm -hmm. and, and and jesus says i need go, needs go to the father if i don't go to the father the comforter will not come if the comforter does not come then you you will not be able to do what i've called you to do but it, it, if indeed i do go I will send the comforter and greater works will you do because we became one with the life of God. We became one and we are one. First Corinthians 6, 17, ladies and gentlemen, says he who joins himself to the Lord has become one spirit with him. Mm -hmm. And that the possibilities are limitless that mm -hmm. we of what we have 
and, and what we can create. Once again, don't be afraid of the dark night of the soul. Don't be afraid of the valley. Don't be afraid of the place of darkness because in these places, God is calling us to, through in the midst of the disruption to go through the gateway. God mm -hmm. is always, I, I was going to go to Israel <clears throat> um, in probably about three weeks, and, but Tammy said I couldn't go. So <laughs> <laughs> she's never said no. Like she, mm -hmm. I, I, I you know, go where God tells me to go. But she says, Bear, I just don't feel this is the time for you. And then, I'm, then, then I, I decide, you know what? I'm not going to go there, so I'm going to go to yours. Mm -hmm. But it's um, because God is always speaking in, in tolmets. Mm -hmm. The greatest wisdom, if, if you look when Jesus is dropping the heavy revies, it, it's when, when there's a riot going on, when there's mm -hmm. different things happening. I believe even you said it, um, and maybe there's the last podcast we did, about the disruptions and I, I i personally believe that in the moments of darkness there's a a glorious gateway that, that every place where there's a disruption happening it, it's a smoke screen and and, and it, it, if we will stand every problem and every pain every persecution that you are facing today ladies and gentlemen has a payday there's a greater grace that God placed in that situation greater than the circumstance facing you. Mm -hmm. See, I, I say this oftentimes making reference to Revelation, I think it's 14, 8, I believe it is. Anyway, it's, it's about when Jesus is referred to as the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. Mm -hmm. So if, if Jesus was the lamb which was slain before the foundations of the earth, that makes him your savior before he was your creator. So that he went, Ephesians 2.10 says, he went ahead of time and, mm -hmm. and, and put the good paths. Ephesians 2.10 says, he prepared the good paths that you should walk upon. Paths of life and abundance that he put in place. Now we got to discover them. They've got to be dug out. But anyway, mm -hmm. Jesus is your savior before he's your creator. We don't have to worry about anything we're going on that's going on. We don't have to be concerned about AI or quantum computing and the both of them getting together and oh no, what are we going to do? They're going to be they're going to outthink us because they have four digits. I want to tell you, never be afraid of anything that is run by laws. Mhm. Mm we don't because God put a greater answer in every situation that will outcompete any law that man can operate in. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So, Fee, we can. Uh, I just want to encourage everybody right now to go to. Let me make sure I got the right one here. I think this is it. Mm -hmm. PayPal.me backslash Fiorella uh, Giordan, Giordano. Uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So paypal.me backslash F-I-O-R-E-L-L-A-G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. -L -L -E That's for you that are listening on a podcast and audio. Go there, rewind it, get it, find it, sow a seed. Sow into this, this life of, of, um, of life, this life that is producing life, this life that is changing the matrix that's changing the grid and is giving people uh an ability to think beyond 
You, you, the, I know this has stretched you. And I just pray right now. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over your lives that you would be able to receive this seed of life that has come forth today through fee and through my life. Just, I just pray that there would be an integration of the truth into your systems and begin to displace every uh, ideology, every stronghold that has possessed you of death. Can I make a challenge to you in this in this season? And I think we're in January. I think it's January 3rd right now as, you're, as this is coming out. You're in the new year. I just want to make a challenge to you that you would do this. Eradicate death references from your life. Mm -hmm. Speak life. God said he put life and death before you. And he says, I want to give you a big hint. Choose life. Choose life through your speech, through your your, your communication, speak life, speak what you know you need and what you want from life, not what it's dictated to you. Mm -hmm. Sophie, anything else you'd like to share before we go or? I think I'm good. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely, it's a pleasure. I, uh, I am so looking forward to being in that room with you guys and just absorbing the rock HaKodesh, the holy breath of God that is gonna be just permeating every cell and organ and tissue of our bodies. And, and if you guys can get out there, you can just go, um, actually, right, I think it's right. Yeah, right there. Don't forget to go to jennowdallas.com and buy your tickets. Uh, so bless you guys. Fee. There's an online option as well. You can watch it online. So if you can't, if right now you you need to stay home or whatever, you can, you, you're at work or whatever, you can come back and you can watch it online. Mm -hmm. so you can get the tickets for that as well there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. All well, right. bless you. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you the latest in, in January. Yes, okay. absolutely. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Just stay on for a couple minutes. Hey, wasn't that amazing? Was that, did that not expand your minds or what are you thinking differently? You're, you're going to have to go back over that a few times and, uh, absorb and understand that everything we shared is scriptural the the there, there's there's scripture behind it everything like we have become these new creations if you just go second second corinthians 5 17 second corinthians 5 21 uh you, you know there's a ton of scripture you need to dig it dig go do a deep dive into the goodness of the lord and and his new creation and you can go back and, and go over the, all of the uh, podcasts I've done on the new creation series, the Ascension series, the, um, uh, the, the series I just finished on e supernatural living and, e and e uh, immortality. There is just so much in, in my spiritual father shares on one of the episodes how he was translated over 300 times in three years. Uh, and it just these things are coming into reality, it, what we would call reality. They've always been real. They've always been there. But we need to now believe and receive. Once again, guys, so much that uh, so appreciate you guys uh, following us and being part of our lives. Uh, please like and share and, and download. Uh, don't forget to buy your tickets uh, for the upcoming Leadership Summit that we have. Ascend the Summit Leadership Experience in Edmonton this um, uh, March 22nd and 23rd. Anyway, love you guys. And uh, go to verymiracle.ca if you want more information. But uh, until next week, this is Barry Miracle signing off. Bye for now.
Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us then. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.